This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of the Freeland 5, brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Thursday, April the 14th, 2022. Hope everybody's having a great Thursday. So many things are trending right now in the world of professional wrestling, so let's go ahead and let's jump right into it. From e-wrestling news at this hour, Andrew Ravens is giving us the information on what last night's AEW Dynamite ratings were. Now, AEW ratings last night on TBS pulled 977,000 viewers, which is slightly down from the last week's show, which brought in 989,000 viewers. Now, they drew a 0.37 in the 18 to 49 demographic, which is also down from last week's 0.38. Now, the show went up against two NBA play-in games for the NBA playoff. Now, this episode featured Minoru Suzuki versus Samoa Joe, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus Red Dragon, Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz versus Jericho Appreciation Society, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland take on Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs, MJF versus 
versus Sean Dean and CM Punk versus Penta Oscuro. So AEW did not pull the numbers that they did pull last week. So if you're interested in finding out more information on that, please go ahead and follow Andrew Ravens at E Wrestling News. All right, continuing from E Wrestling News, Thomas Lawson is reporting Caitlin opens up about requesting her WWE release and her mental health. Former WWE superstar Caitlin requested her release after fearing she'd be fired from the company. Now, in 2013, when she left WWE, after months after winning the D- Divas Championship, she had her last match against her real-life friend AJ Lee. Now, Caitlin records her release as she reviews it. She said, and I quote, I left wrestling because I thought I was going to get fired. I felt less and less relevant. I had so much shame. I gained all this weight and my body was giving me all these different signals that I just wasn't okay emotionally and mentally. I just had so much hatred for myself. I was self-destruct mode. So I asked for my release on that day. I was just like really, really bad. I was so disappointed with so much of it because it was just so painful. Now, Caitlin had a brief return as part of the 2018 May Young Classic when she talked about her sense of closure for her career. When she talked about it, she said, that was such a big deal to me to have the closure. Now, since leaving wrestling, Caitlin has worked under her real name, Celeste Bowen, and opened up a smoothie bar in Baton Rouge, Florida. If you'd like to continue to read more about Caitlin's story, head on over to E Wrestling News, and Thomas Lawson is reporting at this hour. QT Marshall of AEW is making news. Brian Clark is writing in at this hour for E Wrestling News. QT Marshall believes the AEW fans should give Statnum sign a chance. Now, during today's episode of Busted Open Radio, AEW star QT Marshall commented on Satnam Singh making his debut on last night's episode of AEW Dynamite and why the fans should give him a chance and more. There are so many things that QT talks about in this article. Now, the one thing he addresses on the negative reaction to Singh online so far, Satnam Singh. He's one in a billion. He was the first ever Indian-born NBA draftee from India. You know, he's really special. I'm excited that we got him in there. Obviously, I read some of the stuff that people are saying about him online from his appearance last night. Listen, he's brand new. You got to give him a chance. I think the best way to put someone out there is to put them out there with the guys that got the experience. Nobody knows what he's going to be able to do. It's not like he's going for the world title right now. As many of you know, Satnam Singh debuted last night at the end of AEW's Dynamite, where he, Sanjay Dutt, and Jay Lethal attacked the new ROH television champion, Samoa Joe. All right, Andrew Ravens is also writing in at this hour. WWE announces three title matches for their upcoming UK tour. Now, WWE has announced three title matches for their upcoming UK tour that will be taking place later this this month. Now, you can check out all the official announces below. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, Rousey versus Flair, RK Bro versus The Usos are going to be headlining the London and Paris live events. If you'd like to get the entire roundup of all the matches that'll be heading over to Europe, check out Andrew Ravens at E Wrestling News as he will provide you all of the latest. Now, did you catch Dynamite last night? Love to know what your thoughts are on AEW Dynamite. Were you happy with the show? Were you not happy with the show? What did you think of Satnam Singh's appearance at the end? Love to get your comments. Hit me up. I am on social media. I'm at Mike, M-I-K-E, Freeland, F-R-E-L-A-N-D. 
All right, Ryan Clark is writing in this hour about Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch reacts to being a top female game changer, Xavier Wood information, and so much more. Now, we reported earlier this week, meaning e-wrestling news, uh, that the former WWE Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch was named by Glazem Magazine as one of the top female game changers of the 21st century. Now, Lynch took to Twitter yesterday to react to the big honor. She said, and I quote, so very cool to be named alongside these amazing women. We really rely on each other to change the game for all. Now, you can check out all the latest WWE Top 10 below. Also, this episode is the dominant in-ring performers, the Top 10. So congratulations to Becky Lynch for such great honors. All right, the news keeps on rolling in for e-wrestling news. We're also finding out a little bit more information about Mick Foley and Terry Funk reuniting. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour. There's a photo that is circulating with Mick Foley and Terry Funk as they had a reunion. Mick Foley united with fellow WWE Hall of Famer and longtime friend Terry Funk as they recently went out together for lunch. Foley noted the following on the caption of his picture on Twitter. Look who I ran into. I made a little side trip to Amarillo to take out the legendary Terry Funk to lunch. Still my mentor, still my idol after all of these years, at the Dirty Funker. As many people know, Terry Funk had so many great matches, not only with Terry Funk, but inside ECW as well. And Terry Funk was such a big, integral part in making sure that ECW was a success right off the top. All right, let's keep the news rolling here. E-Wrestling News is reporting who are the top heels and the baby faces according to those insiders in WWE. Now, a news report from PW and Insider has revealed that the top heels and baby faces are the following. Now, these reports are as of the time of this writing. The three top baby faces on the brand are each Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Rhea Ripley. And on the heel side of things, Becky Lynch is seen as the biggest villain within the women's division with former women's tag team champion, Zelina Vega and Carmella also on the list. Now, very interesting to this, noticeably absent from the lists are Liv Morgan and Dewdrop. The former, Piper Neven, was not seen on WWE TV for nearly a month. A similar time, we, they reported that she was the number two babyface with Alexa Bliss, who's also not been seen for an extended amount of time on television. Now, PWI Insider has previously reported that the top heel on the male side of Raw roster is still Seth Rollins, next to Kevin Owens, Edge, and Damian Priest on that list. Meanwhile, the top baby faces reportedly are Bobby Lashley ahead of Cody Rhodes, but then also alongside of AJ Styles. If you'd like to find out more information on babyface heels and everything that's happening behind the scenes in WWE, please head on over to E-Wrestling News. All right, Adam Cole is trending right now at this hour. Brandon Ewing is writing in from E-Wrestling News. Adam Cole claims he had no influence on Red Dragon being signed by AEW. During a recent interview with Fightful, AEW star Adam Cole revealed that he had no say-so or influence on AEW eventually bringing in Red Dragon, which is Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Now, as many people know, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish were a very powerful faction inside of WWE when they were in the NXT brand as the Undisputed Era. Now, of this hiring, as far as Red Dragon's concerned, he went on to say, no, well, of course, they're my friends. These are two guys who I'm very close with. So, of course, I've shared my experiences and the sense of saying, you know, you can ask me anything you want. How am I enjoying this, of course? I told them I'm having the time of my life. This is true. But as far as them making their own decisions along the way to shape them, inform them, me influencing AEW to say, hey, hire them, hire Bobby Fish, hire them. It's not something that I did. They made their own way 
and they got on the roster themselves. On the undisputed elites issues with the Young Bucks, Adam Cole would say, so to me, without question, I'm hoping it ends with all of us just getting along and having this great time and being the greatest super faction of all time. But obviously, there's a chance not everyone's going to be on the same page, and because this is professional wrestling, somebody at some point is going to put an end to it. I don't know what insight on this is or when it would happen, but if things and feelings get hurt, that's just the way it is. I can't get Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish to get along with the Young Bucks. What I'm focused on right now is what's driving me insane. Also, I want everyone just to get along. We could be the greatest faction ever. If you'd like to read more on the interview that Adam Cole gave, by all means, head on over to E-Wrestling News. All right, heading on over to Wrestling Inc. We have an article, a new stable is being formed on AEW Dynamite. Hmm, let's find out. It appears Red Velvet and Kira Hogan are now part of the TBS champion Jade Cargill's baddie section. Now, on this week's episode of AEW Dynamite, Velvet and Hogan were seated in the section of the crowd that the announcers refer to as the baddie section. Now, for several weeks, Cargill has invited fans and wrestlers to send in their pictures via social media to make their case to be a part of the section. It looks as of right now, maybe Jade is gaining a little bit of traction with this. As seen in a recent tweet, Gargo confirmed that Velvet and Hogan were invited to be on the list. Velvet and Hogan were seen in the baddie section during Maria Sharif's match against Sky Blue. Sharif is next in line to challenge Cargo for the TBS championship. Now, for several weeks, AEW has been building up towards an eventual match between the two women. Cargo is currently on the hunt for her 30th consecutive win. If you'd like to read more about this, by all means, head on over to Wrestling Inc., where you will find a new stable being formed in AEW Dynamite. All right, let's go ahead and let's talk about NXT. So many people are excited. Matthew Carlins is writing in, Close-up look at the new WWE NXT Women's Championship belts. The new title belts for WWE NXT Women and Men's were recently introduced, and today we're getting a closer look at the more detailed championships themselves. The title belts were fabricated by Wildcat Championship belts in Pennsylvania, and we got some close-up images of the titles and the specifics of how they were designed. If you go on over to Wrestling Inc. right now, you can see the differences from the black and gold up to the new NXT 2.0 and the differences between the women's and the men's. Now, the new championship belts reflect the more colorful theme of the re reboot of NXT 2.0. The men's title features silver NXT letters over a gold backdrop with plates set on black straps with shades of red, orange, blue, and green accents. Now, the men's title debuted on the shoulder of Braun Breaker following his title win over Dolph Ziggler uh, on Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania 38. Ziggler had defeated Breaker to retain the titles just days earlier at the Stand and Deliver, which happened on April the 2nd. The new women's title was introduced at Stand and Deliver as well. It also features a silver NXT lettering over a gold backdrop. However, the plates are set on a white strap. The women's title also appears to include brighter accents of red, orange, yellow, blue, and green. Mandy Rose successfully defended the WWE NXT Women's Championship at Stand and Deliver, where she won a fatal four-way match against Cora Jade, Iro Shirai, 
Kaylee Ray, and notched another successful title defense this week on episode of NXT. Wildcat Championship Belts has been fabricating belts for WWE for years, and has been also created championship belts for Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. The company also crafts belts for other companies and corporations outside of pro wrestling and for individuals as well. If you're interested in getting a championship belt of your own made, go ahead and reach out to Wildcat Championship Belts. Let's talk about what exactly happened on AEW Dynamite last night. Matthew Carlins is writing in at this hour. The results of Dynamite are in. These are going to be some spoilers, so if you haven't watched it yet or you've DVR'd it, you might want to go ahead and just fast forward through this section. AEW Tag Team Championships, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus as the champions defeated Red Dragon. Ring of Honor World TV Championship Minoru Suzuki lost. The new champion is Samoa Joe. CM Punk defeats Penta Oscuro. Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz lost to Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia, and the rest of the Jericho Society. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland versus Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. They went ahead and they beat Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Marie Sharif defeated Sky Blue, and MJF lost to Sean Dean via countout. If you have more questions about everything that happened on Dynamite, definitely go ahead and head over to Wrestling Inc. where you'll be getting some more updated information specifically about those matches. All right, we have some Eric Bischoff news today. Marco Rivera is reporting in for Wrestling Inc. that Eric Bischoff on how Discovery Warner Media merger could affect the future of AEW. Now, during the latest episode of the adfreeshows.com 83 Weeks exclusive Strictly Business podcast, Eric Bischoff talked about the massive merger between Discovery Inc. and Warner Media. Now, he says, and I quote, if I were Tony Conchus right now, I wouldn't be worried about anything because there's no sense of worrying about things that you have no control over, Bischoff said. I'll talk all about things AEW does have control over, but here's what they don't have any control over. No one knows, myself included, and I would venture to guess that 99% of people that comment on this kind of stuff don't know anything about the strategy of discovery either. We don't know what they want right now. We don't necessarily know what their plans is. I've worked with Discovery before and was in charge kind of indirectly, so nobody knows what their plans are when they merge with TBS and TNT, just like nobody knows what the plans are for other major networks once there are mergers. Bischoff continues to talk about the merger between Discovery and Warner Media. Bischoff also mentions how the options of many aren't accurate and detail why AEW is an independent company itself. He says, and I quote, there's a lot of chatter, a lot of strong opinions, and I see people trying to compare where WCW was during the AOL Time Warner merger. And from the perspective of that, they're two basically different things. People can be very ignorant. I don't mean to say that as a shot at anyone. They just don't have the knowledge or information on the inside of what's happening. If you would like to read more about what Bischoff thinks as far as AEW is concerned, not only with the merger, but with the way creative is being handled as well, cruise on over to Wrestling Inc. Marco Rivera has all of the details at this hour. All right, Merrick Mutter is writing in also at this hour. Lince Dorado asks to be removed from the match featuring Marty Skrull. Now, many people know that there has been a lot of speculation about different wrestlers ever since the Me Too movement has come out. Now we're finding out that there is more information about that as well. Last night, the Lucha Libre promotion, The Crash, announced the card for the May 13th show in Tijuana, Mexico, which featured some former WWE star Lince Dorado in a tag team match against the team of Marty Skrull and Travis Banks. Now, a day later, Lince Dorado is looking to be removed from the match. In a tweet Thursday morning, the former Lucha 
Georgia House Party member announced he has asked the crash promotion to remove him from the May 13th show or change the match altogether. He also stated the caution for the promotion on filling his request. He says, and I quote, I've asked the crash promotion to remove me from the show or change my match in May completely, Dorado tweeted. Nothing else needs to be said. It's my decision as I am not influenced by anybody. They are working on it. Thank you. One half of the NWA World Tag Team Champions, Crash, regular Mecca Wolf 450 responded to Dorado's tweet by saying he pulled out of the show as well already, hinting strongly that he did this with the involvement of Skrull and Banks. While Mecca Wolf appeared to deactivate his Twitter shortly thereafter, his tweets were captured via a screenshot by another Twitter account holder. Myself and many others have pulled from this show for many reasons, Mecca Wolf tweeted. I got offered a ridiculous amount of money to make on the show, but morals over money. Mo both Marty Skrull and Travis Banks were among many wrestlers who were named during the speaking out movement. Skrull was accused of taking advantage of a 16-year-old girl while intoxicated. He later admitted in a statement that the encounter occurred, but claimed it was also consensual. Banks was accused by fellow wrestler Millie McKenzie of emotional abuse and abuse of power during their relationship, which occurred when the 30-year-old Banks was traveling with the then 17-year-old McKenzie to become a wrestler. Banks would later admit that their relationship and McKenzie would later release abusive messages Bank allegedly sent her. There's more information on this if you'd like to go ahead and read the entire article of everything that's happening, not only with this card, but what you should hold for these two wrestlers because of the allegations that have come out, follow Eric Mutter on Wrestling Inc. The news keeps coming in on this news cycle. Let's go ahead and let's find out a little bit more about what is going on in pro wrestling. Sami Zayn is reporting at this hour the advice that Vince McMahon has given him about the promos he cuts in WWE. Now, during an interview with Ryan Satin, of the Out of Character podcast during WrestleMania week, Sami Zayn joined to talk about his interactions with Vince McMahon over the past several months and how it pertains to his promos. Now, Sami Zayn recently worked with Vince McMahon in November alongside Austin Theory, where they talked about the... Cleopatra egg that was gifted to Vince McMahon off the set of The Rock's movie Red Notice. He also detailed how Vince McMahon used Baron Corbin as a comparison and what he should work better to do regarding his promos. Even, no matter what, I will eventually pattern myself from all of my screaming in the weeks to come. I think I did a pretty good job backstage with my interviews. Then I saw Vince McMahon. You're screaming, he yelled at me. You're just screaming at me. And I'm like, you know, he's right though, Zane said. You have to be able to admit he says what he means. I wasn't really trying to scream, but yeah, I guess I was screaming, aren't I? We all refer to what we know and how we grew up in the 90s and some of us even in the 80s when it came to early promos, the things that happened backstage. Survivor Series 89 and 91, you listen to those words. It's absolute gibberish. It's just crazy. It is just people just screaming. And when you're young, that's what you think a promo really is. I'm just going to be honest. If you'd like to hear more about the advice that Vince McMahon also gave him in addition to the promos, definitely check out Marco Rivera's article on Wrestling Inc. regarding Vince McMahon's interaction with Sami Zayn. All right, Marco Rivera is also reporting at this hour, Jim Ross describes Steve Austin's reaction to his in-ring return. Now, many of you saw that Stone Cold Steve Austin returned at WrestleMania 38 to finally close the door on his wrestling career and have his final match. Vince McMahon definitely wanted to be a part of it. Now, legendary commentator Jim Ross, who's with AEW, is commenting on the situation. AEW commentator mentioned how he spoke 
to Austin after the match and praised Kevin Owens for his ability to help Austin shine at his age on the greatest stage of them all. In a quote, Ross says, I wasn't going to let the WrestleMania event pass without checking out Stone Cold, Ross said. He and I talked. We communicated Saturday after the show. He seemed to be really happy and almost relieved that he was able to pull it off. And Kevin Owens, he says, deserves a hell of a lot of credit for what he did to the make the show so well. He shows that Kevin Owens is really a ball player. So is Stone Cold Steve Austin, especially since he hadn't been on the field in over 19 years. It looked like he didn't miss a step and they kept the match in their lane. I thought it was really smart how they staggered and they laid out the match as well. It was absolutely a masterpiece from my view with Kevin Owens deserving a lot of the credit. You have to have a good dancing partner to make these things work and they worked out well. Steve got a great dancing partner. Now Austin appeared on both nights of WrestleMania helping Pat McAfee fend off Austin Theory and Vince McMahon in the co-main event of night two. The biggest takeaway from the exchange was the botched stunner that Vince McMahon took um, from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Jim Ross also compared the first stunner he took from McMahon back in 1997 at End Your House. If you'd like to read more about the interactions and what Jim Ross's comments were on the very first stunner that he took from Steve Austin, check out Marco Rivera's article that's trending right now on Wrestling Inc. describing Jim Ross Ross's experience talking to Steve Austin. All right, new information with a new wrestling documentary that's coming out. Eric Mutter was reporting at this hour a new Andy Kaufman documentary is reportedly in the works. Now, many of you may or may not be familiar. Andy Kaufman and Jerry the King Lawler staged the very first actor versus wrestler storyline that not only had so many wrestling fans confused, but also they went ahead and they fooled all of media and Hollywood with their act. While the late entertainer and occasional pro wrestler Andy Kaufman has been the subject of many books and films since his death, including the 1990 film Man on the Moon, a new documentary is now being created to define Andy Kaufman's life. According to The Wrap, producers of Wavelength, Jennifer Westfall, Morgan Neville, Josh and Benny Sadfee, and director Alex Braveman have begun production on a new documentary on Kaufman. Famed record producer Rick Rubin is also involved in the project. Now, Wavelength and Jennifer Westman are executive producers on the film alongside the Sadi brothers, Chuck Braveman and Rubin. The documentary and Andy Kaufman will feature footage from key films during his career and some of his early work and never-before-seen footage. Appearance from Kaufman with longtime friend and creative partner Bob Zumda and Lynn Margolis, Kaufman's girlfriend at the time of his death as well. No studio or network is involved currently right now with the film, but it is being produced by Tremel Productions and companies owned by Neville and Sadafi, respectively. No matter how many times I watch Andy Kaufman work, I feel like seeing him as some type of magic trick for the first time the director said of the project i'm excited for our project and to honor the life in this film i've wanted to make it my entire life if you would like to find out more about the andy kaufman documentary i definitely recommend following eric mutter and following wrestling inc at this hour as you can read more on the article as well guys that is going to do it for today's headlines in the world of professional wrestling definitely go ahead and follow e-wrestling news definitely follow wrestling inc follow figure four online and definitely follow all the amazing journalists who take time to write these articles. Tag them, let them know that you heard some of their articles on the Freeland Five, because at the end of the day, they win, you win, we all win when we enjoy the world of professional wrestling. That's going to do it. We will catch you tomorrow on the latest episode of the Freeland Five. The world of NLW Radio never stops. 